Welcome back, everyone. This is Gameplay. I'm your host, Matthew Cause. When getting set for the show, I always like to take a look at any of my guests and what they've been tweeting out recently. And I love this tweet from my next guest, Ben Volan, where he writes, The Patriots offseason requires tough conversations, bruised egos, humility, grown-up decisions. Are Belichick and the Crafts up for it? Now that is a tweet where I am clicking on the link and I'm feeling better about myself than when you click on the link about like uh, the cast of, of, of different strokes, where are they now? And you hate that article and you hate yourself for reading it. Well, joining us, senior NFL writer at the Boston Globe, it is Ben Volan. Ben, thanks so much for joining the show today. Well, well, thank you for that intro. Saying my, my article was better than a clickbait, that is the nicest thing anyone has said to me. <laughs> thank you for that. Do you ever- Listen, it's you, you are absolutely welcome. Okay, off topic for a moment. Do you ever feel bad like when it's like, oh, uh, the secrets of what happened behind the scenes of the cast of Friends, and one out of every hundred times I will click on it, then I will look in the mirror, and I feel nothing but shame. Uh, do you ever get roped in? Yeah, all the time, especially for like a slideshow, and you know oh. that it's just, <laughs> you know, Russian hackers getting all your information, but you want oh, yeah. to click through. You want to see the girlfriends of famous NFL players or whatever. So, yep. yeah, that, you, you do it anyway. You, you just you hope you don't click on anything too crazy because you don't want the, yeah. uh, the the spam and the viruses and whatnot. But, yes, we all shame click sometimes. We do. Oh, we all love a good slideshow. And, by the way, um, I, you know, I've given out my Social Security number many times. I'm sure it won't come back to bite me. Um, so, right now, what is the state of the Patriots? I mean, I guess the, the, the question here is, would Belichick be open to bringing in more outsiders to be a part of his coaching staff? You know, that's the million-dollar question this year. Is Belichick really going to take it seriously now, the offensive coaching staff? Um, you know, last year the plan looked pretty pretty strange to those of us on the outside to go with Matt Patricia and Joe Judge as the uh, offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach, two guys who really had no experience doing that at the NFL level. And the Patriots offense was – not surprisingly, pretty dismal this year. Um, now, I, I think also the coaches make for easy scapegoats. I think the Patriots roster had some problems. I don't think Mac Jones yep. played very well at all this year, and I put it more on the players. But clearly, they need an upgrade on offense. They, you know, they ha- didn't have anyone obvious on staff to replace Josh McDaniels. McDaniels, by the way, worth pretty much a touchdown per game. The Patriots scored 17 more touchdowns last year than this year. So you could say McDaniels wow. literally worth a touchdown per game. So uh, they, you know, so there's not like an obvious answer there. And is Belichick going to get serious and go outside his little circle and, and, and find someone? So that's definitely the million-dollar question. Uh, the Patriots are good about making a big show about how we're making changes and we're getting serious, but they don't always do it. They don't always follow through. So uh, that is definitely the million-dollar question. That's what I wrote the other day. I mean, this is this is a, an offseason where Belichick needs to remove Matt Patricia as offensive coordinator and get a real one in there, and that might not be an easy move for, for Belichick. Matt Patricia is his guy. That's his, his right-hand man. They're, they're, their wives are friends off the field. Like, that's not yeah. an easy thing to, to do. So – um, tough decisions need to be made, and the Crafts need to hold Belichick's feet to the fire. They need to say, hey, this wasn't a good plan, and we need better results moving forward here. So uh, that is definitely the big question is, uh, you know, are Belichick and the Crafts really ready to make the tough decisions and make the bold moves, especially on the coaching staff that this team needs right now? 
And if I did the obvious sports radio reckless speculation, you know, the one name that you would think of if you want, like, someone young with an offensive background, um, you know, certainly didn't end great, but like a Cliff Kingsbury. Like, I wonder if Belichick would be okay going after a name of that. And, again, how big is he as a coach? That depends how you feel about him, but at the very least, he's certainly a big name out there who has been associated with a lot of high-end quarterbacks in the past. You know, and Kingsbury does have a connection. He was a, a Patriots draft pick back in the day, uh, 2003. Oh. He was a sixth-round pick. Now, he only he lasted one season. He was on IR all year, and then they cut him before year two. So it wasn't a long uh, connection, but he was yeah. in the room with Tom Brady for a year and, and did well, did get a Super Bowl ring in 2003. Um, but I still consider him kind of outside the family because he comes, yeah. you know, he's college, air raid system. Here's the thing about, you know, first of all, the, the name that everyone kind of has circled here in New England, Bill O'Brien, and he's been the offensive coordinator at Alabama under Nick Saban the last two years. And certainly he's a guy that I think makes a lot of sense. He, he was offensive coordinator here for uh, four or five years. He worked with Brady. Here's the thing, though, about O'Brien, Kingsbury, any of these guys. I just don't think that being offensive coordinator for the Patriots is going to be your number one gig. You know, you come here, you're st- Bill Belichick is still getting all the credit. Um, yeah. The offense isn't in great shape. Mac Jones, there are a lot of questions about how good of a quarterback he is. And the Patriots aren't exactly known for paying their coaches a lot either. So, um, you know, if you're Bill O'Brien, I, I don't know if, you know, I would come here if that's the best option I had, but I'd want to be a head coach maybe on the college level or I'd want to be a coordinator somewhere else where there's an easier path uh, and you get more credit. Same with Kingsbury. I just I, I don't know if these guys would be jumping at the opportunity to come here uh, and, and work for Belichick when it's not the easiest place to work and Belichick is still getting all the credit. So um, that, that to me is going to be tricky for the Patriots is, is how good of a candidate are they truly going to get. I, w- I was going to ask you, what is the relationship between Kraft and Belichick? But that might be tricky to answer. I, I-, I guess I'll go here, Ben, and we'll get it off the coaches and we'll get it onto the players. You've seen two years of Mac Jones. And, yes, um, he-, he hasn't had the best coaches, and he certainly hasn't had the same level of skill around him as, say, a Brock Purdy. But from what you've seen from Mac Jones, can you build a team around around him and be a legitimate playoff dangerous team so i don't the second part is what i'm not sure that i believe in as far as being a real contender in the afc look at the playoffs this year look at the quarterbacks yeah patrick mahomes josh allen joe burrow trevor lawrence justin herbert maybe lamar jackson though i'm not sure he's going to play this weekend i mean elite quarterbacks and all these guys are seven and younger yeah And, and they're all they're all physically you know stud athletes that's not Mac Jones. He doesn't have a big arm. He's not a big guy. He's not fast. He would have to win with his brain and his accuracy. And, you know, so far it's been okay. I haven't been you know, totally impressed with his pocket presence and, and some of the things that, that he's done so far. They, he doesn't really have a signature win in, in two years with the Patriots. Doesn't he, I think he has one fourth-quarter comeback, and it was against the Texans last year. Um, you know, he, he, his, he tends to melt down in the fourth quarter in the second half more than, than really rise to the occasion. So, look, I think he's good enough where if you put enough pieces around him, kind of like Tua, if you put, put Tyreek Hill with Mac Jones and Jalen Waddell, I think he'd look a lot better. But I still don't think he's an elite quarterback or, or taking your team to where you want to go. So, he, to me, Mac Jones puts you in that territory where he's good enough and it's, he's just dangerous enough that 
you know, it's going to keep you competitive, but it's not going to take you to that next level. And that's always a tricky spot to be in. So to me, if I'm the Patriots, I would ride Mac Jones out while he's on this rookie contract. They only have to pay him like five, six million dollars the next two years combined. So it's super cheap. But when it comes time to actually paying him real money, I, that's when I would be concerned because he, he, he doesn't do any, he doesn't have any real elite traits. And that's tough to win in today's NFL. You need to have a huge arm or be fast or have some really good traits. So I'd be concerned about Mac Jones as my long-term answer. Uh, Now I'd want to go down the speculation route. Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray come to the Patriots. But even for me, that is is, uh, being wildly irresponsible. And there's a bunch of games on this weekend, which I'm again joined by from the Boston Globe, uh, Ben Volan, who covers the entire NFL. I, I would say, and uh, and we'll leave Monday out of it between Dallas and Tampa. Of the five games this weekend, a bunch of them, um, you know, it's almost double-digit favorites because of the injuries to Tua. We don't know about Lamar Jackson. No one trusts Daniel Jones versus Kurt Cousins. Is the best game this weekend, Saturday night, where and you kind of mentioned some of the names, where it's Justin Herbert taking on Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, especially if Lamar Jackson doesn't play. If he yeah. miraculously comes back, and, and right now it doesn't look like he, he will play, which is a really fascinating story all the way around. Um, but it, So if it's not him, that, that does take a lot of juice out of that Bengals-Ravens game, uh, which yeah. if, if Lamar Jackson does return, that's a great matchup. So that would be too bad if, if he doesn't play. Yeah, Giants-Vikings is probably going to be ugly, although I, I do kind of like the Giants as an upset there. The Vikings... 13 and 4 this year, but had a negative point differential and just, crazy. Uh, you know, won a lot of games by the skin of their teeth. And so I'm very curious to see how the Vikings do in the playoffs, but I, I could see an upset. Yeah, Tua not playing takes a lot out of that Bills Dolphins game. Uh, the Saturday afternoon, maybe Niners and Seahawks is a little entertaining. Um, the Niners are a wagon right now, so I'd be very surprised if the Seahawks pull it off. So yeah, the, the, the two teams that you know, no, no, no real national presence there, the Chargers nope. or the Jaguars, but two exciting young quarterbacks with Herbert and Trevor Lawrence. I really like Doug Peterson, the coach in Jacksonville, and the job that they've done there. To me, Brandon Staley, the Chargers coach, might be coaching for his job. If they go one and done, uh, I, I very well could see a coaching change with the Chargers because there's a lot of buzz that, you know, with, with their coaching setup, they're not really maximizing Justin Herbert uh, and everything that he brings to the table. So I think there's a lot – on the line there, and yeah, it's really the only two games where you have most teams, both teams kind of mostly healthy, even though the Chargers are a little banged up right now, but uh, that probably, at least on paper, looks like the best matchup, and the other one, just too many quarterback injuries right now. Yeah, I I agree, by the way. God, if Lamar Jackson was healthy, and then him versus Burrow, that would have been such a a good game. All right, I'll leave you with this, a question you may never have been asked before, and again, joined by Ben Volan, senior NFL writer at the Boston Globe. Do you feel bad for Mike McCarthy? I tell you a coach is going to win 12 games, probably could have won 13 if they really were committed. They played in the only division where all four teams had a winning record, they lost their quarterback for a third of the season, and yet they still won 12 games. And yet we're all wondering, if Dallas loses to Tampa, ah, they're going to fire Mike McCarthy. Don't listen to Jerry Jones. For some reason, I kind of feel bad for Mike McCarthy. <laughs> uh, well, I'll say this. You know, buy the ticket, take the ride. You, you become the head coach of the Cowboys. Yeah. You know exactly 
what you're signing up for, and he's rewarded handsomely for it uh, with his paycheck. So I don't feel too bad for Mike McCarthy. And Jerry Jones, to his credit, I think did, didn't he come out this week and say that he's not he coaching for his job? And I mean, who knows? Things can always change. But Jerry gave Jason Garrett a really long leash. He was there for, what, yeah, eight years? So yeah. I, Jerry Jones, not I don't think he's quite as impulsive as people lead him to believe, as people are led to believe. And, you know, I know there's a lot of buzz with Sean Payton, but, again, I don't know if Sean Payton truly wants to go somewhere where he's not going to be the guy in charge because Jerry Jones is in charge in Dallas. So, yeah, Mike McCarthy does take a lot of heat um, for a guy who's won a lot of games, but he, he also should be used to it, you know, having been in Green Bay. That's another place where uh, the standards are very high. But, uh, you know, if the Cowboys are one and done again, I, I think the, the heat should be on Mike McCarthy. And yeah. even if he does return, I, I think next year really does have to be a prove year because this is a talented team, very good defense, good playmakers. They should be better than one and done. Oh, God, now I want Tampa to win 50 to nothing. So they can, uh, hey, Jerry, you sticking by what you said last week? <laughs> I want to see that so bad. Hey, Ben, really appreciate it. Love the work. Thank you for joining the show today, and thank you for making me feel better for the 38 minutes every month I spend scrolling on things I, not, I should not be scrolling on. <laughs> All right, well, thank you very much for having me. Absolutely. Take care. It is Ben Volan, senior NFL writer, at the Boston Globe, and uh, it's good. And you can follow him on Twitter at Ben Volan. I mean, that's the easiest Twitter account to follow, right there. And I mean, the Patriots and the coaching staff is going to be a really cool off-season conversation.